0: turning your Bible to John chapter 8 and verse 34. I uh, know the Bible says as often you do this do it in remembrance of me. So God says, you know, sometimes I've, I've, got to, I've got to call you back in the busyness of your life and the distractions of this world. Let me remind you where, where you were at before I, I pulled you out. remind you of the bondage that you were in. Because I'll tell you, Satan... He followed some of you home last night and sat down next to you this morning and he walks behind us and and he constantly is reiterating in your mind and recalling your past and what you've been and even now as some of those sins and those habits and those problems follow you and he loves to call you out on them and say, hey, you are a sinner. Look at you. Look how bad you mess up. You're, you're, you're gonna go there tomorrow and you're gonna worship your God and God's gonna look down at you and says, I know what you've done. So I love the fact that we have a communion where we sit down. That reminds us of the blood, the power of Jesus Christ. And that bread that represents the sacrifice of our God. And God says, Remember what I have done. The Bible says in John 8 34, Jesus answered them, Verily, verily I say unto you, whosoever committeth sin is a servant. Of sin. Servant, he said, you're, you're a slave. He said, Let me just tell you what you were. It's not just something you did or something you had. The Bible says you were in bondage, held captive, chains, however you want to visualize it. Sin called the shots, you did it, and there was no chance of changing that. You were in bondage to it. But I love verse 36. If the Son, capital S, therefore shall make you free, you shall be free indeed. The word free means unrestrained, not slave, exempt from obligation or liability. He, He said, you have been set free by the blood of Jesus Christ. But he didn't stop there. He didn't just say, if the Son has set you free, he goes on and says, you shall be free in what? Indeed. That word indeed means really, certainly, clean of truth. The reality that that cannot change. The reality, he said, you're not just free, you're free indeed. He said, from this moment on, it, it wasn't just at that encounter with Jesus Christ or at that moment at the altar or that time where somebody left you Led you to the Lord in that, in, in that house or that church. So you're free indeed. What I love doing is I love connecting passages. Because if, if you back up and you, you, you get the, the rest of the story. So go back to the top of the chapter. Just, just look up in verse John chapter 8 verse 1. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to roll into communion. So bear with me because I want you to visualize something as we take communion this morning. John eight verse one. Jesus went unto the Mount of Olives. Notice this part. Notice, notice the timing here. And early in the morning, he came again into the temple. So just picture in your mind. I don't know what they call early. Some people early in the morning is ten a.m. You know, some of it's five a.m. I don't know. Early in the morning. All right, here it comes. And the people came unto him and sat down and taught them. Now the fame of Jesus Christ had spread, and people wanted to hear what this rabbi had to say they came early because they knew he was going to be where. Well, they weren't the only ones that knew he would be there. The Pharisees knew that, they, that he was going to be there. And I, I want to show you just two things here. Number one, I want to show you the bondage of our sin. And the scribes and the Pharisees brought into him a woman taken in adultery. And when they had set her in the mist. Now, now every aspect of this is just amazing. Just so you guys know, this was a complete setup. Okay, they were setting up Jesus. And a lot of people speculate that this woman was set up. And you say, why? Where's the guy? All right, they come, and the Old Testament teaches that they they were both to be presented to be stoned like this or to to, to come into condemnation or to to have the judgment fall on them. There's no guy. Some people said that that this was a setup. They knew Jesus was going to be there, and they said, hey, you're going to be the bait. We're going to set Jesus up, and he can't just ignore sin. So here they are, they bring this woman in, and this is, I just want you guys to get that this is a visual of our sin. This is, this is a visual of us. And they said unto him, Master, this woman was taken in adultery. In the very act. Now I know we, we sit there and see what Jesus said, and we sit there and hear what the Pharisees said, and we have all these things going on. Stop for a minute, put yourself in her shoes. Now she was taken early in the morning, odds are she was taken arrested or or captured in the middle of the night or maybe the night before or whatever and held captive into that time just imagine this she knows the law when they came in and said we caught you in the very act she knew she was condemned she knew she was busted she knew that all of these accusers had to hold her to the letter of the law she knew that the judgment was stoning they, they, could, they took her, and I don't know if they tied her or whatever they did, but they're, they're bringing her, and they, they walk into her and say, it's time to meet your judgment. And they, they grab her, and, and guys, just so you know, they sat her in the mist. You know, you know what this was? These accusers, as they're going through the city, was yelling out, the adulterous woman, here she comes. They wanted everyone to gather. If they were going to set Jesus up, they wanted to go all out with it. Let's see what you're going to do, Rabbi. Let's just see him turn his head to sin. They bring her in and throw her down and start saying, she is this and she is that, and, and, and look at what she's done. We caught her in the very act. Woman, there's no getting out of it. You can imagine as they're going through the city and they're picking up rocks. For her to look over and think, that's, that's going to take my life. You can imagine that, that a lot of us, we, we know what it's like to have a bad day or be put in a bad situation. Can you imagine counting down the moments to you were going to suffer And die. Knowing that the more she screamed out or yelled or whatever would only prove their case even more. There is no getting out of it. The law is the law and you have broken the law and judgment shall fall on you. She was completely without hope. Verse 5. No Moses and the law commanded us that such should be stoned. What sayest thou? See her sin was to be the end of her. That was the law. You sinned, meet the judgment. That's the way that it is. She knew the law. The Bible never records her saying a word because she knew it. This they said, tempting him or testing Jesus. that They might accuse him, but Jesus stooped down with his finger and wrote on the ground as though he heard them not. That had to bug them just a little bit. So when they continue asking, he lifted himself up and said unto them, He that is without sin among you, let him first cast the stone at her. And again he stooped down and wrote in the ground. Now, here's the big question. Everybody wants to know, when we get to heaven, Jesus, what did you write? Did you know that there is only one time in all of Scripture that Jesus himself has ever recorded writing, and this is it? So you can imagine the very writings of Jesus, the very penmanship of what he did was right there on the ground that day and all of them saw it but nobody knew what it was or we don't know what it was can i give you a theory and just don't walk out of here and say this is what it is i'm, I'm just trying to guess at this because you keep reading and they which heard it being convicted in their own conscience went out one by one being the eldest even unto the last there there's a there's a there's an order to this Now remember, Jesus knows their hearts. Jesus said over and over again, I know your heart, I know your heart. Can you imagine if Jesus sat there and he's kneeling down and he looks over at Zacchaeus or whatever his name is, he wrote Zacchaeus, adulterer. He looks over and goes, nobody knows that. So he's quiet and he backs down and he writes down the next guy and he's a liar and he's a thief and he's this and I, I, I don't know what he wrote but I know this. One by one, they realized this, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Jesus stood up and said, whatever one of you is without sin, you cast the first stone. Let me tell you this, nobody cast a stone that day. Just so you guys all know, I'm glad you're in church, but you're all sinners. (laughs) I don't care how worn your Bible is or how long you've been a member of this church or any other church. Here's the truth. We've all sinned and we've all fallen short of God's glory. But that's not the rest of the story. We shift from the bondage of sin to our freedom in Christ. Verse 10, now when Jesus had lifted up himself, he saw none but the woman and said unto her, Woman, where is thine accusers? Hath no man condemned thee? And she said, No man, Lord. Jesus said unto her, Neither do I condemn thee. Go and sin no more. Now a lot of you are going to sit there and go, "Whoa, Whoa, 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 wait a minute. Hey, she was a sinner she, she should have had judgment. We know what the law is. But here's what's cool. Jesus, a, 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 between judgment and the sinner, Jesus stepped in. And you don't fully understand that until you read what Jesus had already wrote, just John chapter 3, verse sixteen, And you say, well, I know that verse. Do you know the whole thing? For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Verse 17 For God sent not his son into the world to what? Condemn the world. But the world through him might be saved. He that believeth on him is not condemned. But he that believeth not is condemned already. Because he hath not believed in the name of the son of the only begotten son of God. You say, what made the difference in that woman's life? Oh, the very fact that she experienced Jesus before she experienced judgment. She was thrown down. To the feet of the sacrifice of her sins. And I love how the fact that our lives change. She was facing sin. She was facing shame. She was facing judgment and punishment. She was going to be publicly stoned. Until Jesus stepped in and set her free. And then you keep reading. And that's when Jesus said. Who I have set free. They are free indeed. Little did she ever know that that day she would stand up. And Jesus said, where is your accusers? And there were no accusers, only Jesus Christ. See, the thing that we need to understand is we have encountered the blood of Jesus Christ. We have encountered Jesus Christ before we encountered judgment. Now, I'm not done, and I know this is going to be a little weird, but I'm going to keep preaching, but I'm going to ask the guys to make their way down to the front. See, all of this was possible because the Bible says, "For God so loved the world. You realize the emotion that Jesus had as this woman was thrown there, and you 're sitting there going, "She was this, and she was that, and all this. you know what jesus heart was The Bible explains the heart of Jesus Christ when he came in that he was moved with compassion, he was overwhelmed. We don't think of this as, as the fact that Jesus was looking down at this woman as she drags her head or drops her head to the ground. And, and, and can you imagine the tears in his eyes saying, No, Father, let me take her place. I know judgment is coming. I know what she deserves. I know all of this is true. See, Jesus didn't abolish the law. He became our sin for us. So what I want you guys to do at this point I simply want to take you back to the point where Satan threw you down. And he stood there and says, Dear Jesus, he is a sinner. He is a failure. Everybody here, let me tell you what he has done. But I need to remind you, if the son, therefore, shall make you free, shall be free indeed.